Greetings, it's Dave Zorko with Fatterday Omaha, your connection to food, friendship, and the restaurant industry people that make it happen in Omaha and elsewhere. If you've been listening to the show for a bit, you may have heard me say Omaha and elsewhere quite a few times. This episode is an elsewhere, as TJ and I stopped at two spots in Salina, Kansas for this episode. The first was a recommendation from an amazing public library director with the Pizza of Blue Sky Brewery. And the second was a spot that I've been curious about for years, and that's the Cozy Inn that's been serving up burgers since Warren G was regulating. No, not not the rapper, the, the president, as in 1922. So... Hang on to your fork, stay right where you are, and Saturday Omaha will be right back. Keep listening if you're hungry. Before we get to our show, I have an ask of you, the listener. If you've enjoyed our show as a new listener or over the last four plus years, and you've gotten value out of listening, whether that be a new place to eat or a conversation that you've enjoyed, please consider sending value our way. If you'd like to send a monetary amount, you can do so with Venmo and PayPal, and we are at Fatterday Omaha. 20% of those funds will go to a food-based program or charity to add value to others' lives. If you don't have funds to spare, we'd appreciate your time and skills in sharing us on social, recommending us to others, or if you have awesome skills like graphic design, marketing, or anything, email us, FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. Let's get to our show. You seem hungry. Good thing your table is ready with Saturday Omaha. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Wow, oh, we sound great, TJ. So uh, I think it's about time to record yet another episode of Saturday Omaha, the show where we're bringing food from Omaha and elsewhere to everyone out there. That is listening to the sound of our very similar voices. TJ, how are you today? TJ, TJ, you're not talking. TJ, why are you silent? TJ. You're supposed to be talking to the people, TJ. Talk to the people. <laughs> All right. This is going to be a little different episode of Saturday Omaha, which is funny because we've been doing this for about, I don't know, for a long time. We're going we're gonna to say years because depending on when you listen to this, it's it's multiple years. And there have been various episodes where I have said something along the lines of, wow, this episode is way different than the the prior one or others because it is. And we kind of try to keep things fun and interesting and different. And it has been said that wherever we are, Saturday Omaha is, even though it may not be in Omaha, whether that's Lincoln, Ralston, Des Moines, Kansas City, or in this case, we headed out to a whole different place. Yes, Dave. Famous food town. Oh. Well-known. Oh, oh uh, yes. A uh, place of high-end and uh, sought-after eats. That's right. Salina, Kansas. Oh, you betcha. A food town that we have driven by many times. Uh, we, uh, well, I often talk about the cinnamon rolls that my, my grandmother used to make in a very small town in Kansas. And traveling henceforth and forthwith to Kansas often uh, led us around the Salina area, but uh, TJ and I have never stopped in to Salina proper to eat. And the the two spots that we're going to talk about today uh, have interest for different reasons. And definitely, if you are traveling the I-70 corridor, 
these spots are going to be fun. But uh, I do have to give a quick shout out to uh, Kristen Sorth, uh, who is one of the head folks in the St. Louis Public Library that uh, recommended this first place that we're going to uh, talk about. So uh, shout out, uh, Kristen. Thank you very much. And keep those keep those public libraries going and keep them fun and exciting, which is hopefully what we add to to our food here. But yes, indeed, Salina, Kansas, and the two spots that we ate at, this might be our very first Kansas zip code and definitely our first Salina, Kansas zip code. So first, we will get that out of the way, the zip code for both of these restaurants. And I will read this in a, a Kansas type accent, 67401. Wow. Did, did you hear it? Did you hear the extra wheat in there? So now that we've got uh, the zip code out of the way, which, as we know, is a very important uh, element and uh, datorial factor here on Saturday Omaha, let's let's talk about some food because we're actually going to talk about two places today. And the first place that TJ and I stopped at was the Blue Sky Brewery, uh, as aforementioned, in Salina, Kansas. And they are located at 116 North Santa Fe Avenue, kind of in the downtown main streety type heart of of what we saw of Salina anyway. And there are a lot of restaurants down there. There's actually a a good uh, Jamaican place that I really wanted to stop at, but they they weren't open that either day we went. When asking for uh, for intel on the place, we were reminded that Salina is not a food town. And I would say per capita, they seem to be doing pretty well. Like the Jamaican place is the one that sticks out for, for not being open. But I would say probably at least four places we talked about uh, potentially eating at that looked pretty good, which yeah. is, is, is not doing too bad for a, for a single main drag, and I still want to go back to the Jamaican place, but yeah. let us speak on uh, on what we did in fact have. Uh, one of the uh, the restaurants, our, our first, is uh, possibly a lesser known, and the other one, surprisingly famous, will be will be on some uh, some well-trodden paths Ooh, here. indeed, indeed, yes, and, and Blue Sky, again, provided by a recommendation, and we went there around lunchtime on a Sunday, uh, if I recall. And we walked up and, and we were looking for possibly some pizza and burgers and things because TJ, my wonderful co-host over here, because of his schedule, uh, often gets stuck with breakfast food constantly and all breakfast food, not all, an awful lot of breakfast. There food you go. Has, has eggs. Eggs. So I'm I'm so, I'm inundated with eggs. I'm I'm filled to the brim with eggs. I'm eating eggs up to my eyeballs just about every time I I uh, go for food at uh, the times of day where I am most likely to go for food. And even getting potatoes in some in the style I I would like them cooked is shockingly difficult. So I want lunch food. I want dinner food, and darn it, brunch most of the time just doesn't do it. But then there was a light. There was. A light shone down on the menu in a tiny little passage. It did. That said, you may only order for this service brunch food or whole pizzas. Thank goodness for Boolean operators, TJ. Indeed. We were in much better shape. I believe the the deterrent there, because it's, it's kind of a warning, like, hey, these are the only things that you can do. And and obviously this this might be an inconvenience that you can only order whole pizzas, but 
Welcome to Fatterday Omaha. I promise you the task <laughs> of eating a whole pizza is uh, not daunting to us. No. It probably should be, but it isn't. No. <laughs> That's a good point. And, and I do have to say, so they, they were serving the brunch menu. It said it right on the outside of the restaurant. We came in at a lunchy type time, but they were in a brunchy type service. It's Sunday. It happens. Brunch happens. Brunch, brunch is very popular. Just yes. Not with those of us who are constantly eating breakfast food. I, I don't wish to uh, disparage the brunch service. Oh, certainly. The brunch items looked pretty darn good. Yes. Most of the things on that menu sounded like it would have been good if I was in a brunch mood. Yes. Um, I, I'm not going to recommend against. However, again, certainly not where we were, and we were kind of thinking uh, burgers or pizza. Yes. And the, the burger menu, while not uh, available to order, was available to look at, and uh, it was uh, pretty decent looking, as were the pizzas, so... Yeah. Uh, fourth, we went. You, you know what else was good looking, too, was the inside of the restaurant, TJ. You know, I didn't know what to expect. Again, I've never been in Salina proper, and it really felt like this could be in the maybe in the old market, kind of. Yeah, you, you could have dropped this into the old market or, or maybe like Lincoln's Hay Market, one of those, yeah. those type of districts. A little bit bigger than most of those spots tend to be, but... Not bigger than all of those. You know spots what it reminded me a little bit of? If if people around here have gone to a Laszlo's, um, it had a Laszlo's or upstream a little bit of that vibe, kind of little darker lighting in there, but a, a very cozy feel. And towards the the back hallway of Blue Sky, it's kind of cool. They have song lyrics and quotes and stuff on these doors, and it's, there's doors like that are attached to the wall, and then on the doors themselves, there's like quotes written on them. I, I I don't know. It was just kind of fun traversing back that way. I got to see their oven looks like a wood-fired oven, so uh, producing some some fun pizza cookery uh, right there. But uh, a very fun and inviting place. In fact, uh, you know, us two heading in there, but there were families there eating brunch. Uh, I think there were some people sitting up at the bar too, because I I think we, we did not imbibe in the. Uh, wheat-based brewing this time around for, for lunch, but uh, I think they have some pretty neat options there as well. But a fun and inviting place, plenty of seating. The staff was super-duper. They, they really did take care of us uh, very nicely, which is good. Dave Zorko here, taking a moment to mention that we're talking about the food found in the far reaches of Salina, Kansas, with Blue Sky Brewery and the Cozy Inn, serving burgers since 1922. There's more to come, so hang on for about a slider's worth. Uh, we should probably talk about uh, some foods then, TJ. Quite so. Let us start with the, um, I guess, the expected pie, because we got one that I thought was kind of a standard, which was the meat lovers. Just kind of your standard pepperoni and extra meats there, sausage, and, and TJ is signaling. Yes, as part of the atmosphere, we did notice a... Uh, Sizable, very uh, very nice looking wood fired oven, kind mm -hmm. of prominently featured there. Uh, and to uh, to paraphrase from the the blurb above the various wood fired wood cooked pizzas, uh, cooked to perfection in our seven hundred degree wood fired oven on hand tossed crust. Uh, please ask about. Uh, let's see, we have the pizza of the week and mentioned honey to drizzle on the crust. Mm. Uh, we have learned from separate sources that this is likely Mike's hot honey. Indeed. Uh, as you would find at Virtuoso here in yes. town. Yes. And that is uh, certainly a, a wise choice, I mm -hmm. think, especially on a pepperoni pizza. Even though I generally don't like that much sweet in my savory, this is sweet and savory and delicious. So positive notes already yes. at the top of the menu. Yes. 
And then we will go over the pizzas that we had one by one. Dave, the first pizza. What was it? I believe you have suggested this uh, elsewhere. We'll we'll start with our our fairly standard one, which was the Italian, uh, relatively simple fare, good test pizza, red sauce, pepperoni, and Italian sausage on that hand-tossed, wood-fired crest. Yes. Crest? Crest? Well, that sounds like some type of wood-fired toothpaste, and that wouldn't be Fatterday Omaha, TJ. Well, I thought perhaps we were doing something very regal on the wall. Oh, pizza. a pizza crest. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So that the crust, yes. I, I wanted to start with this pizza because uh, the other two we got were a little out of the pizza box, where this one was roundly in the square pizza box. And so this, yeah, um, a standard pizza, but I really wanted something with a red sauce and some pepperoni to get a good. Well, I, I, I just like it. And then we'll, you know, get a little out of the box. We actually were just going to start with two two pizzas, but we, we got three. But so this pizza, let's talk about the crust because we can we can kind of get that because all three pizzas had the same crust. That wood-fired crust, a good, crunchy uh, pizza grip, as uh, as listeners may recall, is the Saturday Omaha term for the cornicione, the edge there where you, you grab with your fingers, the pizza grip, where you grip your pizza, for heaven's sakes. But I, I found it tasty with a decent dough spring or crumb in the middle, uh, reasonably open, but not insanely open. There was a definite lattice work of gluten web within that was there, but uh, mostly crunch with just a little bit of soft in the middle. TJ, how did you like the pizza grip and overall crust uh, method there? I I feel like you took the words out of my mouth and then made them better. Thanks. uh, Shout out to uh, Matt Frampton for teaching us what pizza things actually are so we can quote them correctly. Also, I feel so much better for uh, longtime listeners of the show who have heard me say, I know it starts with a C, the pizza grip, and and I want to say cornichon, but that's that's a pickle, so that's not right. Cornichone, I feel a lot better about making that mistake now. But yeah, a, a little bit of a, a, not a super thin, but a relatively thin risen crust. I, mm-hmm. I agree, not a super open crumb, but a, there was a touch of fluffiness in between yes. the crispiness, really. Correct. Flavor-wise, uh, a, a gentle... Uh, Sweetie sweetness. Good thing to have in to Kansas. It, but uh, not extremely so. I would say, honestly, flavor-wise, it was good. Fairly standard. The real yeah. selling point is that wood-fired oven and masterfully handled. I would say perfectly cooked. Just the right amount of crisp, just the right amount of chewiness. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you could have handled that dough, that crust, any better. Very nice. Just a, yeah. a, a very good uh, delivery holder. Yeah. Uh, not hyper remarkable by itself but it doesn't need to be it just had a very nice texture to it and was yeah. an excellent way to convey uh, a nice balance of toppings and sauce to one's face <laughs> indeed i well said and well said i yes not hyper remarkable but an excellent uh, delivery method for toppings uh, i found the sauce tasty I actually got a side of sauce. Uh, TJ has been wont to say sometimes that he needs some more sauce. I wanted to get a little more sauce than the pizza had on it because I wanted to get a feel for the sauce itself and and see how it was because I like a good I like a good pizza sauce. TJ, yeah, I'll see. Dave, you're stealing my thunder on that one. I tell <laughs> you because on this pizza I need more sauce. You are absolutely correct. I would like to try one of these with more sauce because I question whether or not it would have cooked up as well yeah. with more 
on it. Good point. So I, I may be off base in, in wishing there was a little bit more on there. I would like to try it and find out. But uh, that said, yeah, I, I wanted a little bit more, and I also wanted to analyze a little bit more, because these are, uh, what, what we got, what we saw, were variations on pizzas you have seen. There's nothing, like, crazy out of left field, but they were just a little bit different here and there. Yeah. Um, one, one we'll talk about is, you know, there's, there's multiple places that serve, I would say, both kinds of, uh, of pizza we will be talking about after the Italian but there's there's twists here and there. Yes. Um, the Italian, I got a little bit of a hit of something. Now, what's, <laughs> what is this? Like, I knew it was herbaceous uh-huh. in some way, shape, or form. So I was glad you got the, the side of sauce, yeah. which we kind of split between us for uh, tastiness and analysis. Correct. What I noticed on the pizza itself was that herbaceous hit of something. I would say parsley uh, after further analysis. I don't know if this is everybody, but uh, in recipes I see and ones I have done myself, I feel uh, parsley is underused in my Italian saucery. Ooh. Uh, well, <laughs> it is a, a fairly common ingredient in actual Italian sauces uh, the more I look around. But I think some of the flashier recipes don't bother with it or don't bother with much of it. It's a good base ingredient. I want to say I found a, a hint of oregano in there as well, but... Forefront was parsley, and in the, not on the pizza, I think it more blended in on the pizza itself, but in the little cup of, the little little ramekin of red sauce that mm-hmm. we got, there was quite a lot of garlic, uh, not unpleasantly mm. so. I don't know if I need like a, like a breadstick or something with okay. this, so I can, I can sop up that garlicky ah. sauce, but uh, it, it's very good on its own and in quantity. So I'd be curious about uh, preparations with just a touch more. Excellent, excellent, and yeah, and and a good sauce. And so yeah, definitely a more uh, complex. There's more layered flavor in there than a straight like crushed tomato with just a little bit of olive oil or something like that. So um, I, I asked you while we were there if this is similar to to Varsity. You said no. I would agree. The Varsity one almost has a, a smokiness, a little deeper flavor. This one's a little brighter than smoky. Varsity, Varsity, I would say is a little bit darker. Yeah. Um, it has has a little bit more richness to it. You're right. This is a little bit brighter. Also, Varsity has that red pepper flake going for it, which I have actually tried to duplicate exactly how they're works uh, in my home sauces and never never gotten it quite right. It's just that hit on the back end, which Ooh. I'm I'm very fond of. This was certainly a, a brighter, happier, uh, yeah. uh, daytime sauce <laughs> by comparison. Var- varsity, fe- sauce. varsity feels darker. Oh, it's a nighttime the, the, sauce. The inside is, is kind of darker, and they're yeah. open late, so I associate them with when I need my, my nighttime pizza fix. Varsity's a murder on the Orient Express type sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Uh, if I was gonna if I was gonna compare this crust to something our our Omaha and closer to Omaha folks might, I almost would throw a Paisans out there because the the pizza grip the cornichone was was not very highly risen. There's barely a speed bump coming off of the toppings into the crust. But the we oh my goodness we still got two more pizzas to talk about. But as a as a whole, the the Italian with the the aforementioned uh, you know meats on there. And TJ, can you give us that meat list just super quick there? Well, Dave, I can certainly give you the meatless super quick because okay. it's a super quick meatless to give. Excellent. Uh, it is Italian sausage and pepperoni. Oh, well, that, that was quick. 
because I guess they, they have like a meat lover type one, too, that has uh, Canadian bacon and some other stuff on it. We did not get that one this time. Yeah, I, I wanted some vegetables on mine. I wish uh, uh, smart diners look up at the uh, thing that lists the specials because they had a supreme type pizza with, you know, all the vegetables and the meats and that, that type ah. of stuff on there. But uh, the, the meat lovers is a true meat lovers with red sauce and meat, Canadian bacon, ground beef and sausage. Perfect. Thanks for being part of our show. We're going to head to a few messages, but Saturday Omaha will be right back with Salina's own Blue Sky Brewery and the Cozy Inn. Quick break and note, if you'd like to support our show, you can do so via Venmo or PayPal with the handle at Saturday Omaha. If money isn't the thing and you have talents or time you can lend our way, send us an email. FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com or share and interact on social media to help us grow. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Fatterday Omaha. Dave Zorko here, and today TJ and I are talking about two locations in Salina, Kansas, Blue Sky Brewery and the tiny yet cozy Cozy Inn that's been slinging sliders since 1922. Let's get to the show. Well, we got we got our first pizza through there, so you know more about that sauce and that crust. Now, the crust did not change, but on the next pizza, the sauce changed completely because I do believe, TJ, we are going to now discuss the andouille and pesto pizza. So this actually had a nice green pesto sauce. And Tej, can you give us the ingredient list on the a pesto, a pizza, for which I will test the pop shield? Uh, the pesto pizza, titled the andouille sausage pizza, that has pesto, is pesto, andouille sausage, tomatoes, onions, and spinach. Certainly this one's a little bit more uh, more uncommon, a little bit uh, different as compared to our, our simple red sauce test case. Yes. And uh, definitely a more complex flavor on this one. Oh, yeah. So pizza, generally speaking... Uh, first of all, a, a semi-yeasty dough like this one. I'm I'm kind of a thin crust guy. I think, Dave, on the whole, you are as well. Typically. Um, so this is a, a good compromise for me because a, a little bit more yeasty, a little bit thicker dough is a good way to hold a lot of toppings. And a lot of toppings we had here. Yeah. And normally, mushrooms, specifically. Pepperoni, to a lesser extent. Uh, most vegetables. I'm, I'm looking for... A fairly hard cook on the top of the pizza, generally speaking, because a high moisture content topping is often undesirable. It makes the crust wet. So I am surprised to find that this andouille sausage did have a fairly high moisture content and did no harm to any part of the pizza. A uh, really good flavor, uh, certainly some some garlic in there, and whatever other spices they had going on, just a a savory experience when you got a, I'd say about about quarter size. Quarter, if uh, not if a little larger. Serves. It was a decent yeah, good, size slice. Good size, little, uh, little millimeter, millimeter and a half. Oh, thick. a little thicker. I Actually, one thing I really enjoyed about the andouille sausage was the thickness of it. If I had to take a standard pepperoni slice that you might get and stack like three of them, that's what I get. You could get a, a, a bite, a legit bite of this sausage, and I, I really like that on the andouille. True to its title of andouille sausage pizza, 
the andouille sausage was not a background player. Correct. There were there were other toppings that uh, that all came into play and married with the pesto, and that was a a cohesive whole. When you got a bite of that andouille sausage, it was a big bite. It was what hit your mouth first. It yeah. stuck with you for a a good long while through that taste experience. Mm-hmm. It had again. Interesting. Not normally a thing I'm looking for, but it had a little bit of chewiness to it. It's, it did. It, it wasn't super chewy. Yeah. It was just enough to kind of kind of stick with you for a while. I think just because of the sheer thickness of it. As you say, yeah. probably about three pepperoni, standard pepperoni slices yeah. thick is a, is a good way to uh, to measure. But yeah, it was a, a whole flavor experience. It, yes, it took you on a ride pesto. for a few seconds. Yeah, especially with the pesto in there. And, and I like what you're kind of pointing out with the as far as the texture of the andouille, et cetera, it, it was a good cohesive pizza bite. I didn't feel as like I was running into, uh, you know, I needed to eat the andouille separate or it was, you know, uh, just distracting. This was a very well-composed pizza and and super fun. I don't think I've had an andouille pesto pizza up until this point. And we, we certainly did here. And, and, and I thought it was tasty. I think the onions were a pretty prominent uh, flavor for me. Whereas I think the spinach really kind of took a background to me. I, I didn't really get a lot of spinach vibe unless it was just kind of built into the the pesto uh, greenery somehow where it, where it became part of the cohesive slice. I, I think onion, cheese, pesto. Um, actually, I'm, I'm going to take that back. I'm going to go onion, pesto, and dewy were the primary components that really just kind of gave me a hit. I, I agree. The cheese was just kind of was tying things together more than anything. And then, yeah, fairly large slices, uh, pieces of onion and tomato. So those each, you know, showed up and, and featured prominently, but again, tied in with the pesto nicely. Uh, particularly good pesto. I would go back and forth on whether or not... I. I almost always want more sauce, so a little bit more pesto wouldn't hurt. But the the flavor was definitely there. It was a, mm-hmm. a fairly solid pesto. I even got just just a hint of of pine nut, an actual little oh. bit of pine nut. Wow, uh, that was not processed as small as the rest. So I was very aware of you know the real deal being involved here. The basil the the basil flavor is very much there. The uh, the pine nuts were were clearly in in abeyance. So everything was was where it ought to be, and it tasted like a properly made, uh, fresh dish. I like it. And then we've got one more pizza, because we got a whole other restaurant to talk about. So so this is our last thing that we ordered here. And uh, <laughs> we almost didn't uh, get this one. I, I think, well, there was some debate on which pizza was going to happen. But the third pizza that happened was the Mac Daddy. And the Mac Daddy probably has the, the craziest, most... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Fatter Day definitely goes in some several directions, but uh, this could definitely be on some some menu somewhere. TJ, what were what are the ingredients on the Mac Daddy again? Yeah, this this variant here is a little bit different. Um, garlic butter, okay, you kind of expect that. Mac and cheese, and little Smokies, which amusingly what? enough, the the reason there was some debate on pizzas here was we had two with sausage, and you were kind of looking for one without sausage, and I went, all right, you know what? I'm going to get this macaroni and cheese pizza. <laughs> we weren't thinking about three pizzas. We're going to get three pizzas this way. And at least we'll have one option without sauce. Oh, I forgot about the Little Smokies. <laughs> However, when it actually came to us, a couple of differences on this one. The Little Smokies are mildly interesting in and of themselves. I liked them in this preparation. I did too. I was kind of glad they were there. However, I could take them or leave them or sub them for something else. That is not... Uh, where this shined for me. 
uh, what uh, what got me? Yes, was. Uh, shell mac and cheese. Yeah, which wasn't I, an elbow. Yeah, I've always seen the standard elbow on this, and as discussed with uh, with various pizza toppings, where I want them to be a little bit drier on top so they don't make the pizza wet. Yeah, and especially you know you make a, a baked pasta or something, you like those that little bit of crisp around the edges on the cheese, that kind of thing. So this this doles a little bit of that out with that shell mac and cheese and cooked just a little bit more, uh-huh. so the cheese is a little bit. Uh, well, less less wet. It didn't have that that hyper sauciness that even I, who often need more sauce, I, I don't always appreciate that on uh, on my mac and cheese pizza because sometimes it really does make it wet. Uh, sometimes it's in between and good, but the way this was done, where it was just a little bit more cooked for a, a kind of deeper, more concentrated cheese flavor, the shell mac and cheese. Holds up great well. Choice. Yeah, it has a great texture when you're biting into it. Uh-huh. Just a hint of chewiness, so it was yes. you know, probably slightly texture going on there. Yeah. And then the surprise for me, uh, in addition to, you know, Little Smokies are a little bit different. The yeah. Shell Mac, it's such a simple change just to change the shape of your pasta, but it changes the way the pizza eats. The The mouthfeel yes. is, is very different there. And then a hint of rosemary oh. just every now and again, which took me... I think at least two bites to figure out what that is. That was it was a faster figure out than the other herbs because rosemary is uh, a fairly you know prominent, noticeable, Piney. distinct thing that you just you don't find it in that much stuff outside of I don't know Greek cooking. Uh, it's, Steak. it's not yeah it's not in it's yeah your, your prime rib um, which is often sage too. But anyway, uh, it, it's not in as many things as I would like. Darn it. Um, However, I was surprised to find it in there, and just just a hint sprinkle throughout made this a different, more nuanced thing. It is a pizza in a bar, but it is a bar with a wood-fired oven that seems to be taking uh, great care to to make things just a little bit different. Turn there, up the there interesting is care dial. and love, yes, uh, in this. I I suspect that they are are quite proud of the the operation that they have, and. Uh, not to put too fine a point on it, but in a small town, you don't always get interesting food. And this is very interesting food in a place that you might not expect it. Although it's also next to a Jamaican place in another restaurant we'll be talking about. So there's definitely interesting food here. Yes. But well done, uh, well put together, and a lot of uh, thought and and care and love and all those uh, unquantifiable things. I, I need to quantify something. Put in here. I, I need to quantify something because I need to talk a little bit about the the topping ratio on here just real quick before we move to our new uh, restaurant. The Mac Daddy with that shell mac and cheese and the Little Smokies. What I really liked is sometimes on a mac and cheese pizza, I'm kind of worried about carving my carbs with more carbs and not getting a, a good cohesive bite. And the Little Smokies providing a little meatiness, salt, and like you said, the drier execution on the shells i really enjoyed the texture and the flavor on this pizza and it it exceeded my macaroni and cheese pizza expectations which i really liked so i i enjoyed this i I think i enjoyed it even more than i thought i might dave here hope you're enjoying a bit of kansas as we're talking about both blue sky brewery and the cozy inn located in the 67401 zip code and that's salina kansas Let's talk some more here on Saturday Omaha. So that's that's Blue Sky Brewery in Salina, Kansas. But we had the opportunity to visit another place. This place has a billboard that's off of I-70 that I have seen 
a billion times. Okay, that's a little hyperbole, but a lot. And it was finally time to to go here because we were actually going to stop at the Jamaican place. And there was another uh, spot that looked good. And they were both closed. And I want to stop at those other places. But having seen the the billboard many times and those other two restaurants closed, and I, I am so happy. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to convey. I'm going to try the the joy that... I received through our second experience here, and that is the Cozy Inn, and the Cozy Inn is located at 108 North 7th Street, Salina, Kansas, in the aforementioned zip code of 67401. There is so much nostalgia built into this little tiny building, and boy, is it cozy. This place has been open since 1920. Yes, that's right, Omaha residents, it is even older than our own Stella's hamburgers that we have in Bellevue. It is a very small place. TJ and I parked, and there's a couple of tables outside. There is a walk-up ordering window where you push a uh, large button, and somebody will come to the window, I guess, and, and take your order. But we decided to to go in. I think I said, TJ, should we go in? He's like, yeah, let's go in. So you go into this little itty-bitty restaurant. And in this little itty-bitty restaurant are roughly six stools to sit on. That's it. There's there's just one counter, and you belly up to the bar. And we were fortunate enough to talk to the owner, Steve, who I guess is originally from Omaha and, and relocated to Salina. And he was telling us about the restaurant. So from what I understood, this is the original counter, the original stools, there is a cabinet-type shelving unit towards the back wall, and the grill, and all of it is original from 1922. So as we talk on this episode, that is 100 years or more in business at this tiny little cozy inn. Now, TJ and I are about to talk about the large amount of items that we ordered off of this menu a very varied menu. Oh, wait. No, we're not. We're actually going to talk about the simplicity here. But now that you kind of have the idea, so again, saddle up to the bar here. And behind the grill uh, and behind the counter, we had Larry and Haley. Larry was running the, the register and beverage area. Haley on the grill. And here's how it works at the Cozy Inn. When you sit down at the Cozy Inn, they place a cozy piece of red and white checked paper in front of you. And you see on the wall that they offer quantities of burgers. And I believe their quote is, buy them by the sack. So kind of like a, like a White Castle type thing motif where it's like, oh yeah, buy a bag of burgers. Because that is what they serve. They are little tiny, one, maybe two ounce somewhere in there, sliders. Okay. And they set this paper in front of you, and the procedure is this. Haley will give you two burgers, and then if you eat those two burgers, Haley will ask you if you want more burgers. And if you eat those two burgers, she'll ask you again, would you like more burgers? And they will keep fresh cooking burgers for you until you tap out or tell them to stop. <laughs> and they are delicious. But let's talk about them a little bit more. So, uh, TJ, 
how did you order uh, your, your food today? What'd you get? Well, Dave, mm-hmm. I got burgers with onions. Well, that's funny. I got burgers with onions, too. Yes, I, I believe uh, soda was available, and we availed ourselves of that. There may have been a, a tea option. There was uh, And uh, no fries. Uh, chips nope. of uh, a few types only hanging in a, you know, those those kind of clip configuration. Up on the wall. Um, as uh, I think Subway does them in bins now, but they used to have the, you know, wall of chips, and you grab your bag of chips and uh-huh. pay for it. That's how that works. That's it. No cheese. Do, do you want your you want you want a cheeseburger? Go nope. somewhere else. That's right. Do you want your burgers without onions? Why would you want that? Go somewhere else. <laughs> they have burgers with onions. Now, Dave. Yeah. Um, I believe this is where uh, the actual contrast in certainly not our voices. Yes. But our personalities is going to come into play. Oh. Because you've just painted a lovely picture. I did. Of this uh, wonderful piece of uh, Americana of yeah. history uh-huh. uh, that has been around for some time, has all of its original uh, stuff. I'm going to rewind a little bit oh? to the billboard. Oh. I've seen the billboard. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't actually remember seeing it a ton of times, but I do remember seeing it on a few trips down. Yeah. Uh, and what I kind of expected was, yes, a diner that's been there forever, but maybe something that's been, uh, you know, had its stuff changed out a few times. Yeah. I was just looking for a decent burger. Uh-huh. It is a nice museum piece uh-huh. on the whole. I, I do like that it's there. I do like that I can look at it. But I'm, I'm, I'm not that worried about that. Again, museum piece. Do you have a good burger? Do they? That's what I want to know. Yeah. And if you don't have a good burger, I don't care. Your Your history does not matter that much to me, no matter how many... How many articles have been done on this? How many, I think, other radio shows even like this? This has been featured in in quite a few places because, again, it is an interesting piece of Americana. But I'm surly, TJ, and I want a good burger. Okay. I want a good burger. So, do they have a good burger? Uh Uh-huh. And I have wondered, however, here here is where my my historical interest does come into play. Because I've seen a documentary, too, on McDonald's. And originally, they were a tiny burger joint that served you some smash burgers, I think with onions, but your other options are ketchup, mustard, pickle. Uh-huh. And that's it. That's what you're getting. And I was wondering if it had been kept to just that, that original down-home burger joint that was built for efficiency because we serve one thing and we do it well. If it was still like that, what would it be like? I've always wanted to try that original McDonald's experience. Do it be like that, TJ? It do. <laughs> I've always been curious about that, and this was uh, there. There's a fairly good-sized uh, article uh, posted on one of the cabinets yeah. that points out that the owner there, there's no pretense at all. Uh, the the owner wanted to do something kind of like White Castle, and this is kind of like White Castle. You get your sliders. It's a very simple the the most as I believe you pointed out, Dave, the most focused menu we have featured yes. on Saturday Omaha absolutely to date. Yes, you get your burgers with onions. You eat your burgers with onions. You might have chips or soda. That's it. Again, they make one thing. They do it well. They do it fairly quickly. Um, in yes. addition to our uh, our seated group at the counter, people were coming in and out getting to go. Uh-huh. And your order is how many? Uh-huh. And, Ten. And do you want your ketchup, mustard, and pickle on it? Right. What What did the owner say? Uh, eighth ounce meatball uh, uh, to create this burger? Uh, I like don't that. remember on the size, but very small because the, the application of, we watched the grill cook them. Haley was awesome and, and very attentive and right there, the grill is 
almost physically, if not physically attached to the counter. Um, so she's got this, this grill there and can probably fit, I don't know, 20 sliders on there at a time. And you could see her take a fresh meatball, grab a little, it looks like an offset spatula or whatever, um, grill spatula, and put the meatball on the grill and press and kind of spread it out real thin. And you're right. It's, I, I, I think that probably like an, I'm going to go for an ounce I, I think I might. Maybe they're smaller than that. I don't oh, sorry. know. I said I said ounce, didn't I? Eighth pound. Oh, okay, yeah, you said eighth they're, ounce. I'm like, yeah, they're, no, like, they're than like an eighth or a, a sixteenth would be a one ounce. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna guess a two ounce. That was my one to two ounce was my guess because it's there's still enough there where it's not a thinly sliced piece of Philly steak. There's still enough to bite through there. Um, slightly thicker than the andouille sausage that we mentioned on the andouille pizza. Or, Indeed, or, or and, and definitely a little bit bigger around. Yeah, uh, and and so, yeah, press, smash, cook, and then onions on top, and then there's a piece of foil that goes on top, so you get the onions steaming, all the flavors on the grill are melding there. The buns go on there, and they're uh, a little tiny bun, I would say slightly smaller than a King's Hawaiian. This is something that you and I talked about uh, post was I really liked the bun size to meat ratio. Often when I get a slider, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm eating so much bread and so much bun and I can't find the burger. I think they've got the ratio figured out real nice between bun and burger. And because everything's steaming together too, it's nice and soft and delicious. It's like you get that when somebody brings a uh, a basket of rolls to the table and they're nice and soft and piping hot and delicious, you get that with each individual burger. Yeah, this is, again, true slider. The, the same yeah. reason that uh, White Castle punched holes into its patties so they'd cook faster. These cook very quickly. They do. Um, you can get quite a bit of meat in an amount of time because yeah. they all cook at the speed of a slider. You know, no matter how much, you know, she, uh, Haley could have loaded that grill down to its max, and they take about a, a pretty similar amount of time to cook. So someone comes in and says, I want eight. Well, my, by my count, she could palm about three or four in each hand. Yeah. So two handfuls of burgers on the grill, smash, and in the number of minutes, what, two? Uh, that, it, that it takes to cook a slider. Quick. Those things are ready. Uh, so there's people coming in again. I, I want eight with everything. I want ten with everything. Boom, 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 boom. Done. It, it, it's a great concept in and of itself, and I, I wanted it to be as good as it was. I, I wanted that that original McDonald's before it was a corporate entity or uh, or White Castle, those original slider concept type places to to be this good if I were to go back in time and have them. Yeah. This is very satisfying in that way. Now, that said, is this a good, good way to judge what those would have been? I don't know because we did, again, have a discussion with the owner and his, uh, his care and attention to detail are considerable again mm -hmm. very focused menu yes so he laser. certainly has the the ability to focus on this one thing and how well it uh no pun intended pans out Ooh. uh so uh, you know he, he's lost his his bun supplier a few times to get the specific bun so he's had to change and tested uh many a bun to uh, to come to where he is currently to make sure it's right to make sure the balance of meat to bun is right the flavor is right the crumb is right the moisture content is right every aspect of this burger is thought about and dialed in because this is what you got you're doing one thing and you're doing it well uh, same thing with the meat it is a high quality uh, ninety percent or more yeah lean burger which is fun because you you have 
many times said 80-20 on a big burger because you want that fat ratio. But in this case, that 90-10 works great. Uh-huh. And again, 90% or higher, 95, 97, whatever, whatever you're getting there, because the moisture is returned by adding the onions. So your aromatics are suffusing through your burger. Now, they also suffuse through my shirt. It was, it, but we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, indeed. You're you're definitely leaving uh, the, a very small burger joint smelling like the burgers that they are cooking because it's a very small burger joint. It's cozy, in fact. Thanks for being part of our show. We're going to head to a few messages, but Saturday Omaha will be right back with Salina's own Blue Sky Brewery and the Cozy Inn. Last stop before the end of the show. If you've got value in your life from our show, be that entertainment, information, or maybe just a laugh, please consider sending value our way via Venmo or PayPal with at Fatterday Omaha. 20% of monetary contributions will go to a food-based program or charity. Truly, thank you. And if you don't have any money to send our way, that's okay. If you have other talents that you could lend to us, maybe email FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com and let us know. Or just share us on social, recommend us to a friend, that type of thing. Let's get back to the show. And thanks again. Welcome back to Fatterday Omaha. Dave Zorko here. And today, TJ and I are talking about two locations in Salina, Kansas. Blue Sky Brewery, and the Cozy Inn that's been slinging sliders since 1922. Let's get to the show. I'm going to say that some of you don't like onions. I, I have a relation in this in this vein, and I have met a few who uh, who fit these qualifications. It's not that you don't like onions. You don't think you don't like onions. Because there's a lot of dishes I guarantee you enjoy where they're in the background or they're minced up or they're practically obliterated into a sauce where that sauce would just be so very wrong without them. Texture is an issue for many people. I understand that. I, I'm a big fan of acquired tastes. I have acquired many of them uh, myself. Where, oh, here's one now. Yeah, I, I don't like them at first, uh, but I am aware that what I'm eating is good and wholesome. So if I try it enough times, my palate will acclimate my nutritional intelligence. Uh, shout out to uh, the writer of The Dorito Effect, a very good book on this kind of thing. Uh, but my nutritional intelligence, my body says, hey, these compounds in this food stuff are nutritional and healthy. You like this. It's entirely possible to do that. I would encourage uh, those who have not uh, made an attempt to acclimate themselves to the onion texture to uh, to make a run at it. Uh, and again, your aromatics are coming from them. those onions. <laughs> your moisture is coming from those onions and suffusing this very lean burger. Again, I, I recommend 80-20 because it's almost impossible to screw up an 80-20 burger. It, it, you're going to come out with a decent patty, especially if you don't patty that patty too tight. Uh, you're going to come out with a pretty decent burger almost no matter what you do. Uh, you you got to work pretty hard to mess that up. In this case, it takes care and attention to detail and, and thinking about ratios and how long everything is cooking. It has to be done right, and here it is. You are, again, what you are losing in that fat content, you are gaining in vegetable, uh, uh, tasty, aromatic mm. moisture, and they uh, they apparently chop... Oh, 
they said something like a hundred pounds of onions at a time or something, some absurd number to the point where you were crying when you started cutting onions and now you just, you just don't have anything left to cry. (laughs) So you might as well finish cutting your hundred pounds, 150 pounds of onions, but it's just wild amounts of this so they can turn out these tasty little, uh, little sliders of goodness Yeah, where every part of them has been thought of in massive quantities. So it's slow food type cooking, you know, there's nothing extra in there to uh no, these burgers aren't make extra. it speedy. There there's no corners cut, uh, so to speak here. Even though they are round burgers, uh, uh for Not those really. of you who remember the Wendy's joke. It's, yeah, kind of, uh, it's a meatball. Burgers? Yeah, it's a meatball that then gets smashed. It's a smash pull. I watched her do it on the grill. It's a it's a smash pull, so it becomes it's a rectangle. It may be the first rectangular burger that I have encountered, like on purpose rectangle. Because they're not square and they're not round. So Why do you be trapezoidal depending on how she's feeling that day? There's nothing cheap or artificial or this is this is real food. Yeah. Um cooked in a real way. But focus. The yeah, the menu is such given that you get a burger with onions. Do you really need a menu? Then and it cooks fast. (laughs) That it ends up being fast food. So you come in and get your 8 or your 10 or your 16 or whatever you're you're grabbing. And you get these tasty little, again, nice fluffy bun with just a uh-huh. hint of chew on the uh-huh. outside. That that aromatic, enjoyable. Uh, deeply umami flavored uh, burger. Uh-huh. And there's just enough moisture coming out of that burger that it does not saturate the bun. No. But it does for just, I don't know. Two pepperoni slices deep to bring back the measurement. Me- measuring everything in pepperoni slices today. Just a little bit. So now you have aromatics and uh, and tasty beef drippings and starch coming into play. You could order these with everything, and we tried them uh, various ways. Ketchup, mustard, onion, pickle, uh, nothing on them. But pretty much no matter what you do with them, even if you just have bun and patty, it makes its own sauce without... Uh, uh, changing the texture of the bun such that it is unpleasant. The bun holds up. You get your your kind of magical uh, synergistic gravy happening. Oh, my. So just this little bit of meat and onion on this little tiny bun is very satisfying in and of itself. And they said, I think they said most people somewhere in the six to eight range. He, he said uh, we were going to, he, he said he thought you and I were going to eat six each was, was Steve's prediction. And we both ate eight. Correct. Yes. Which was that about was enough. Right. Yeah, it it was a nice, satisfying amount. I suspect that in terms of sheer poundage, well, let's see. Yeah, we both had eight. Yep. And about an eighth pound each. It's about a pound. Okay, so that's that's a normal that's, size burger. It's kind of big. Um, yeah. If I was doing a normal fatter day eat, there's a chance I would eat more than that or have a bunch of sides. We did not have a bunch of sides. If I was having these as a... A single contrivance. If you combined all to these, all of these in a uh, single burger gestalt, <laughs> and increase the size, I would still eat that much. But there is something to be said for eating them two of these little sliders at a time. Yeah. And again, you can pace yourself. Right. You, you said I had that a soda when, yeah. and and no sides to go with it. Right. And I had approximately a pound of burger with bun, and that's. All that I had. Again, for a fatter day, eat fairly minimal because you are eating slowly enough. And it's always hot and fresh. You eat those two. They're hot and fresh when they get to you. You want more, you get to. It's fast enough that you don't feel like you're waiting for too long and everything is is good and ready to go. But it's also 
just slow enough that you're kind of thinking about what you're eating. You're actually Purposeful feeling how burger full dining. you are. Yeah, it's a, uh, a a way to eat that I suspect would uh, have us all have uh, better waistlines and higher satisfaction on the whole. It's it's a great concept, and maybe a burger with onions isn't what you want every single day, but I would absolutely love to see this restaurant or or a similar concept uh, locally because I think this would be a regular thing. It's just a, a great yeah. way to to consume this food, and it has the the feeling of eating at a restaurant, the the enjoyment, whatever whatever dopamine spike that gives you, uh, plus sort of that that savory again, cozy, down-home cooking feel. It has all that kind of in one spot. It is utterly satisfying. Um, yes, and as we wrap up the episode here on our, our Salina-based eats at both Blue Sky Brewing and the Cozy Inn, for which we're talking about right now in the uh, 67401 zip code in Salina, uh, I, I want to wrap up Cozy Inn this way, and, and, and it's going to kind of piggyback a little bit on what TJ said. Between the history in this restaurant and the instant um, natural customer service because you are sitting at the bar in front of the register, in front of the grill, and the person on the grill is straight attentive to your requests sitting there, whether you want more or not, but also does a good job, I think, of anticipating that you might need something because you hardly wait um, at all for that next burger to pop up. The nostalgia, the fact that this delivered on everything that I could hope it delivers on. I like the original stools. I like the history, the the probably the onion uh, alum that is baked into the walls, into the plaster, into the wood in here. Um, I do like the fact that it's the original grill. I like the fact that uh, Haley on the grill was lighting burners um, I believe to change the temperature on the grill, depending on how many burgers that uh, she was cooking at whatever time. And then as TJ said, you know, the, the satisfaction level here, I'm getting that we joked on, on the way back. It's like, well, when we were talking about this episode, TJ, what'd you have? Well, burgers and onions, Dave, what'd you have? Burgers and onions. That's what we had. We had burgers and onions and I had some ketchup mustard pickle, um, you know, kind of some ketchup mustard there to dip it in and some pickles. This was so good. It was so fun and just a complete cozy experience of of everything i was literally sitting pretty much shoulder to shoulder with somebody so don't go don't go in and expect you know large tables because there aren't any it was just a wonderful experience the the nostalgia factor plus the fact that they actually delivered on a good tasty burger what i want from a slider happy to continue eating i could probably eat I bet I could eat four and a soda and probably be all right for lunch. Six, definitely. Eight was starting to get like, I'm feeling pretty full and can stop. But just kind of whatever you want. You can throttle the burgers to how much you need. It's just fun. It is absolutely fun and a gem, a 110% gem. If you are rolling through the I-70 Salina corridor there, um, I think this has to go on your list if 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 you are of the type of person that wants to order a burger because it just just kind of has everything. It was just a lot of it was fun. It was just fun. It, you know, as as we close her down here, TJ, for me, it was almost a pure essence fatter day experience. It just had all these nuances for me. And sometimes we talk about having limited menu options. In this case, 
that was a benefit and I liked that. It was very cool and what a great experience to have with you talking to the owner, getting the history, getting the food and getting all those things, TJ. Well, we, we better sign it off here then on our show. Again, discussing uh, Blue Sky Brewery and Cozy Inn in Salina, Kansas. Thank you so much for listening to Fatterday Omaha. And with that, I'm Dave. I'm TJ. And we are Fatterday Omaha. And until we eat again, stay hungry. Bye-bye. Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email FatterdayOmaha at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and stay hungry. Fatterday Omaha. Eat this.